five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast covering both the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce, joined virtually, as always, by Omni at Omni Strafe and Jordan at Sir Dr. Jam, host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello, hello. It's uh, Who Would Have Thunk It? Season six. It's almost done. Yeah, we got we got quite a week, though, like with, with we're going to talk about some trolling, about midding. It's pretty interesting. Midding. Midding. <laughs> yes, is it indeed. The prime mid? Is that what was accomplished this week? It was the ultimate mid, right? Mm. But yeah. you don't you don't want it to be too exciting, so it was the middest of mid. The middest of mid. <laughs> well, which in itself is kind of uh exciting. Better than well. mid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go full um, mid. There's a yeah, there's a survey, which I have absolutely no idea what it's about, because George made it very clear I was not to look at it. I was only uh, supposed to promote it. And so here I am, I'm going to engage with few people, and I'm just having to throw Jordan and One Man Watchpoint under the bus, because I had no other means to to engage. Yes, so, it's true. I'm looking yes. forward to it at the end of, uh, end of the episode. But uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, no sense us beating around the bush. Let's uh, talk about the uh, week that was for the Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant uh, over there in uh, the payload. Moving the payload. Join me. Spoiler alert. The Vancouver Titans listened to the episode and decided they wanted to wreck the predictions. I, I think that's the sole reason as to why we saw what transpire transpire. Um I'm sure there was other reasons as well, but uh, like I, I was actually trying to think like, do I really want to even talk about the match? Cause it's going to get me irritated. Like is, there's this one point where I'm going to get real, real, really irritated. I mean, but really does it in the grand scheme matter? Some parts of it were fine. Like if we, before we well, talk about like the, the, the maps themselves, Mm, the situation that the, the team is coming in here is like this map match really doesn't matter to them at all. It doesn't matter. Well, uh, it, it it mattered in regards to security in the to our pickums <laughs> play in. Well, it's our pickums, but yeah. also into the play ins. Like this, this introduced a dynamic that ultimately shook things up made the weekend a little more interesting for a few other teams let's say yeah did the result of the vancouver game affect their placement in the bracket i don't believe it did did it Mm, on its own no uh but if another team qualified i see i see okay yeah so to the vancouver like the vancouver titans it was a, a a win locks them their spot down right a loss opens a door not only for the Vancouver Titans spot, but it also impacts the dynamic for other teams needing help or, or what have you like, you know, there there was a lot more at play, but I don't think many people looked at this match and said, yeah, you know what? I mean, us included the Vancouver Titans better worry. I mean, my worry about the Titans had more to do with the trouble we saw near the end, which we're going to talk about. Uh, But even that wasn't enough for me to say, Oh, Titans are going to, Titans are going to lose. Um, you know, let's talk about the, the first map. 
You know, it's a control map, which we know historically Titans, they start slow on these maps. They struggle sort of with this singular point that they have to, to protect. And, you know, Arctic Peninsula, um, that first round Titans didn't get the early cap, took them a while to warm up, but they looked confident. Like sugar free was out there just having a heyday, mm-hmm. uh, you know, former Titans, Shockwave and, and Psycho, very little impact. Uh, and and it seemed that the, the Titans had found a way to not only mitigate the damage output that they saw from a Toronto Defy roster, of which New York tried to emulate in some way, shape or form. Yeah, the girthy, the girthy comps. Yeah, but the, the Titans also discovered that one of the best ways to fight damage is with damage. They can't kill you if they dead. <laughs> yeah, they 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 can't kill you, but they can cap the point for a second or two, and then they're dead, and then they can't kill you. <laughs> That's right. At that which point you cap that point back, and then you you hold the point much longer than they can. And, and you know, do it again. <laughs> yeah, right. Like uh, you know, in our Antarctic Peninsula, the Vancouver Titans arguably had, at least for me, in my opinion solved what problems they faced against that meta that Toronto abused them with. Mm -hmm. I think there was, I mean, the obvious difference between that is how well or not well New York was playing. Um, This, this first map was honestly felt a little bit like a, uh, I mean, in hindsight, a warm up for New York, but it felt like a wash at the time, at the time watching this map, like you say, Vancouver's a little slow to start. Took them a little bit to get that first cap. But once they had it, man, they looked great, right? Mm-hmm. If if uh, Toronto had been playing the comp New York was playing with Kellen on Arisa, you know, uh, I think Psycho was on Tracer for a bit there. I think Shockwave was on uh, the Sojourn for a bit. Oh, Psycho jumped around a little bit. He also played uh, Torb for some of it. It really felt like, uh, you know, if they'd played like this against Toronto, they could have done much better than they did. Agreed. Yeah, some adjustments that we saw that uh, came a bit too late um, with the Toronto game is the fact that we saw Hisang uh, play the hit scan a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. a little bit more flexibility. We still saw the the fact that Faith didn't really want to get off the main support. I don't know if you can or cannot. Like we, <laughs> Unfortunately, we did see an Ilari later, uh, but not in the form of, of one of our supports playing that. Um, but they, Wait, they, they whoa, just look, whoa, whoa. Let's, let's slow down. We're not there yet. Yeah. I mean, for this map, it's also just a matter of, of a difference of skill and how good New York is able to play in this comp as opposed to like a Toronto, which mm-hmm. yeah, they picked the same heroes, but at least at this stage, I don't think they're on the same level. No, we also saw Faith, though, I believe, bringing out the Lucio. Yeah. Where... Yeah. He, I feel mostly like, on this map, yeah, mostly Lucio. Yeah, we he he gives more value in a role as Lucio than he does when the comfortability isn't there and Brig gets brought out. Um, Brig just doesn't seem to work or have a place right now. Yeah, um, we'll we'll talk about it more in the next map, but uh, I think there was a, a clear difference when Faith was comfortable on what he was playing and not so comfortable on other things. Yeah, the you know uh, Titans second round nice and clean. Like now they've warmed up, 
They're in the driver's seat. And you could tell like New York just didn't have an answer to Vancouver to the point where, okay, we tried what we saw worked against them last time. It's not working. Let's try something else. No, that's not working too. And this is where Vancouver playing with confidence, playing very, very much like a a team that is top tier. Mm -hmm. And as they should, they are, they're quite literally dictating the pace of play. Uh, They're forcing alts out of New York without an investment of too many of theirs. Um, Sugar free is feasting, which Anytime he does, generally the Titans do well. So, you you know, I, I feel with this dominant control win, Titans are going to lock this down. Like I we're, felt the same. Right? Going into Midtown, I I for me, my worry for the Titans wasn't wasn't the it wasn't Midtown. Anything? Esperanza. That was the where area where I was like, eh. But Again, that's Matt Four. Got to get there first. Correct me if I'm wrong. Titans have this season, at least historically, been pretty good on the. Uh, I guess they've they've mostly been really good on control type maps, haven't they? Well, not control. So no, control is a weak, is a weak map. Mm-hmm. Hybrid, hybrid, which is somehow that like that com- control component of hybrid yeah. isn't so much an issue than control maps yeah. are and escort as well. Yeah, escorts their their bread and butter hybrid. Um, they've been pretty good at. I mean, there have been some tough hybrid maps. Case in point, last week Toronto showed mm-hmm. Toronto or Vancouver how it's done. Um, but what we see here is not only the Vancouver Titans throw on the shades, sugar free subs over to support, and Faith sh- <laughs> subs over to DPS. And this is what I was talking about when I referenced comfortability. Comfortable mobility. That's a word, totally. Yeah. Comfortability. That's the one uh, with Faith playing something that maybe he's not as comfortable on to the point of not even playing the role. Yeah. So, yeah, Sugar Free comes out on Alari. Uh, Faith comes out on Bastion. He sends Um, on Soldier, Punk's on Sigma, and Crimzo's on Baptiste. Yeah. And, you know, this rollout is a troll out troll out well troll out is a high damage output and if it works if it works and it it wasn't efficient on the point capture but again the vancouver titans if we think about how they performed on uh peninsula this is a top tier looking team who is able to get the job done. And that's what the Vancouver Titans do. Mm-hmm. They're able to go and do just enough to cause New York to commit mistakes. And in turn, Vancouver takes advantage of them. Mm-hmm. The difficult part was that they then needed to figure out how to continue to make New York make mistakes on the escort phase. Uh, while at the same time, New York's like, okay, let's just play this smart. We've got the high ground. They have to take it from us. And, um, there wasn't anything that Vancouver could do uh, to figure out how uh, to take the, not only the high ground, but understand that Torb turrets in a flanking position should not be allowed to simply sit there to pick away at you. Is, Make, is, yeah, I was going to say, at one point, Faith just stood there and took the turret like a champ. <laughs> it was really interesting because, like, you look at – so they, they capped the point, and I think at that point they have, they have almost, almost four minutes and 30 seconds to push the payload. And that, you know, once you're through that little kind of hallway thing, you reach that turn and then the underpass. 
which is really quite similar in map design to Gibraltar. And I don't feel like we typically see as big of holds as we did here uh, on Gibraltar. This felt really tough for Vancouver to break through. And I mean, I want to say, I don't know where, where the breaking point was. Um, But again, we had, we had people playing off roles, like not playing the roles that they're used to. Yes. Certain characters, you know, Ilari in particular is designed pretty much like a, a damage character. So, you know, maybe that's why sugar free switched onto her. Um, but yeah, even, you know, punk on Sigma is a bit of a head scratcher, you know, trying to make it work. I know a team like Toronto showed that Sigma is pretty viable right now, but it just felt like such a, one of those, one of those weird comps that, you know, Florida comes out with and everyone goes, Oh wow. But can anyone else make it work other than Florida? I don't, yeah. I don't really think so. No, and there really wasn't a moment on the attack once they got it through the, the first choke that the Titans looked like they were in control. And yeah. the only time that they were able to get any progress, because again, the payload just underneath was the investment of multiple alts mm-hmm. to stagger New York to either withdraw or regroup. And each time Toronto or Toronto, sorry, New York would come back. And next thing you know, uh, you know, faith is down as Bastion. Uh, mm-hmm. he gets caught on the flank. Um, sugar free or crimson, uh, get headshot by shockwave. Like it was just, it's like the tables had turned. But that said, the Vancouver Titans had got themselves into a position that all they would need to do is come out with a, a dominant hold of their own. They've been shown the blueprint as to how to accomplish this by New York and you know, they can, they can maybe manufacture something. And when New York starts the attack, Vancouver seems to be able to bend and not break on that first point. Mm-hmm. The problem was that once they were broken, I don't know if the cart stopped moving. Yeah, this, this entire map was uh, a lot of uh, toilet bowling, in my opinion. You would see the Torb uh, um, Bastion combo. I think it was only in defense, but like you get what I'm saying. It mm. it just was all over the place. I don't know. <laughs> there were some. I watched the Avast co-stream as well. There's a lot of speculations about Titans just trying to screw uh, the Glads. Uh, okay, <laughs> which was there was a very strong feeling that it, was it possible that that's what the Titans were doing? That really? this was a a matter of we want to give an advantage to to New York, who was in. Yeah, I mean the first map being so as easy as it was, like let's not beat around the bush. It did seem a bit easy for for uh, Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Then what we saw uh, after them losing this this map, the face cams, they were like just laughing, having a good oh, yeah. time. They they didn't care hmm. the, so the Vancouver Titans hosted a watch party and they had an AMA afterwards and the question was asked without you know the language that was probably used properly uh, WTF if, <laughs> if you threw this match <laughs> and the answer was dead serious we actually tried this in scrims and it not only did it work the hmm. team that we were playing against was completely ruled by it I wonder who they're playing, you know, well, the, the hot rumor was it was the shock. <laughs> Interesting. 
And and I I could believe that because the shock have been you know the Chengdu of of this season where you throw something they're not expecting at them and they are either completely confused or they pull out something you're not expecting and then they manage to take it. So yeah. I could believe that honestly. Well, and this is this, this a follow up question was okay. Well, it, it, it worked. Like, why did you have the confidence it would work again? It was the shock. So. Yeah, better team you know, now, in theory. Right, like the thought yeah. being like it worked against a really good team, mm-hmm. New York. Sure. Yeah, I get that. With all respect. Not, not as good the as same the shock. Yeah, clearly. The shock actually quite evenly matched if you look at the rankings to Vancouver and and Toronto, although, you know, debatable. But, yeah. but you know, yeah. As Omni said, Vancouver didn't seem to be too shaken by this loss. Uh, Jordan here, he's flipping tables because his predictions are <laughs> are completely shot. I had um, them winning this 3-0. I was, and I, was I, and I gave New York a map. I just didn't expect to see it happen as it did. So, I, yeah. again, I'm, I'm still confident in, as, as to what's going to occur. Um, so that takes us into Flashpoint. And as we've seen with the Vancouver Titans, Flashpoint, that's a map they're good at. Um, they, they play with speed. Um, it, there's the, the, again, these, this introduction of he sang on, on a Lucio where he's really good. You have sugar free given the ability to go in and just go, you know, pure in your face damage. He sang playing some flanking runs again. He, he absorbed and evolved from that Toronto match. You did say uh, he sang on Lucio. I think you mean meant faith. Oh, faith on Lucio. Sorry. Yeah. Eh, I'm tired. It was the first day back to school and my daughter was so excited. She didn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Mine's tomorrow. Uh, but again, like the Vancouver Titans back in control, like there really wasn't anything crazy special about this particular m- map other than eh, Vancouver Titans. They were messing around on Midtown mm-hmm. back in the driver's seat, foots on the gas and they're bringing it. Do you think they would have played that comp that they played last round on Flashpoint? Like the Midtown one, and then yeah. if they had one? No, 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 no. You need no. speed. You need speed here. Just put on the full gas with the, with the you know, um, Genji. It even worked against Toronto really well back uh, in the previous match. True. There. Getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, do you think it would have worked on a future map if they had pulled it out again? Speed? No. The Ilari, Sugar no. Free on Ilari. No, 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 no. That, that, the... He, uh, the Vancouver Titans looked so uncomfortable, like sugar free. I mean, that's how I felt too. <laughs> like he, he, it was like he had put on a pair of wool socks uh, in the middle of summer. Like it just didn't quite feel right. And yeah, he can wear them well, but there's a problem. Like, he, and, uh, like to me, like if, if let's say looking back at, previous iterations of, of the Titans. There were probably players that you could see going from DPS to Alari. Right. DPS sugar freeze, sugar free. Ain't it? Yeah. I actually Mirror. would wonder, like we've seen, he sang. Yeah. Sort of mess around there. And this is not, not taking away like sugar free is far better. Um, a player at every role than I am, uh, but it, no, no, it no just way. does this, this iteration doesn't seem if it's not going to be. <laughs> yeah. I need Crimzo, to see the data to back that up. That. Yeah. <laughs> Like this is the part. Like if it's not going to be Crimzo, yeah, that's in my mind. It's no one. Yeah, he's saying this is the part surprising. The the damage part from uh, Ilari is is hit scan, so it would make sense yeah. for um, more sense 
Fort Hesang to play that, so I'm not really mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. what was going down there. Anyways, but, this now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Van- again, Vancouver Titans come out. It's clean. They go full gas, full speed. They're aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I really wish the Vancouver Titans would embrace the full speed, full gas. Yeah. We have, we have seen this meta have some modicum of success against the all out DPS meta um, that, you know, the like of Toronto Defiant are just mastering. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about more in a moment, but uh, you know, we get to Esperanza and then, you know, you never give a team a, ch- a chance. The Vancouver Titans did and New York with their back now against the wall, they get that one early fight. Yeah. And it took what? Two, two and a half minutes for the Vancouver Titans to recover. They had got the bot pretty much to the final corner before the Titans were eventually able I'm, investing alts to turn the bot around. I've, I've got it on here and it is at the four minute mark. It's just before four minutes that Titans finally get the bot back and make more than six meters of progress. Uh, New York already has 127 meters, which as we know is going to be the, the distance they needed. Yeah. The, and you know, you, you could see that again, the Vancouver Titans are in this weird space where you have uh, faith lacking comfortability. Like he doesn't quite know what hero to roll out with at any given point. Um, we did see the Titans finally adapt Mm-hmm. Uh, to counter what New York was bringing. And, you know, fast forwarding a little bit, credit to the Vancouver Titans to make it extremely interesting, mm-hmm. you know, to the end of that match, uh, but or into that map. Yeah. But again, like, you don't take this type of team for granted. Mm-hmm. You don't take this match for granted. And, you know, you know, and you brought up like, does it really matter in the grand scheme? Probably not. And this is where, sort of, for me, like, I'm we're getting real wound up and irritated by a match that really didn't mean a whole lot. <laughs> but you, to me, this isn't the point where you play a game of FAFO. Yeah. Around. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and find out. I figured it out. I figured it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was. Uh, this map did not inspire confidence. Um, and especially with Vancouver up at this point, right? 2-1, they win this map, they shut it down, and the match is over. Um, and the way they started, like I say, it's halfway through, like uh, pushes, what, an eight-minute map, and it's four mm-hmm. minutes before they turn thing- things around and start making progress again. Um, New York already has 127 meters at that point. They were... They almost made a full push without Vancouver making progress, right? It was pretty incredible. And it also meant that the first half of this map was kind of a wash. If you saw this map and this map only, you would have thought Vancouver is getting beat 3-0. Um, and yeah, they, they had some luck at the end of the map. Well, I was going to say, like, yeah, it around. the first six minutes of this this fight, yeah. you're thinking Vancouver's getting beat. That, that that's final, what I mean. Like, Looking Vancouver at the full out to try to make this they turned it around and they they very much had a really good push at the very end and it including a uh, kellen whiff he pops uh, his cue yeah. like he, it's like he came out with the super flank and then oh wait you're already up there at the top of that hill i'm here at the bottom spinning yeah. around yeah 
But yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, I've, I've said it a number of times throughout the season. Final two minutes, all you really need to watch of this this match, right? Like it was it was kind of incredible. The, the push that Vancouver had at the end there, if they'd been playing that way the whole map, they might have had, you know, some better luck. Um, yeah, I also Crimson think that, going you know, crazy there. It's just insanity. Fitz was on Sojourn. He went nuts. Uh, Kellen right. was just a beast in this map as well. Um, we had OG, formerly of Toronto, coming in on New York side, uh, playing the Lucio, um, which allowed Fitz to go over to the Sojourn, and uh, it, it worked for the most part, right? Yeah. So that takes us into Circuit Royale, which, as a map should go, is a Vancouver Titans specialty. And it right. allowed for the Vancouver Titans to then go back to a comfort picks to sub-respect. Um, maybe save for, well, I'm going to say Faith wasn't on, but he had a comfort pick. But the, came out on Bregan. The yeah. value that he's providing yeah. is to escort the payload. Yeah. And to uh, slave heal sugar-free. Genji. Yeah. 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 Throw packs at Genji. But you know the the Vancouver Titans they they start the attack first and they get that that car moving um pretty quickly efficiently yeah mm-hmm. you know it it wasn't really until that um chicane. checkpoint yeah the the chicane <laughs> the switchback or the first checkpoint there where the where, where New York was able to slow things down but then Vancouver was still able to go and and push through yeah but yeah that that the switchback going was really mm-hmm. instrumental in that for New York. I think Psycho is is really good on the May. Just throwing that out there, he's really good. Walls are good. And, right clicks are good. And that 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 slowdown going up the hill cost the Vancouver Titans everything. Mm-hmm. Like what progress they had on that first sort of cap, first point cap, they completely lost going uphill. And there was at one point an opportunity to. Um, I feel go full aggro. Um, I want to say you had punk sugar free. He sang was, well, no, it was a, he sang. There was three of them up there, like playing full aggro. Well, it was either faith or crimson that were moving the car. Yeah. And instead of going full aggro, which maybe isn't the smart play because once you're out of line of your, your Anna, uh, line of your Anna, you're, you're done. But it allowed New York to regroup, and if I recall, Creative got a early pick, and that was enough to stop the Titans. And then New York proceeded to set up high ground, mm-hmm. and the Vancouver Titans couldn't push through. Um, just, but- just bad timings. Everything was a little bit rougher than you would want it to be. I, maybe it's just the way that Vancouver approach uh, in this meta or, or their, uh, I wouldn't say like a daisical, um, but you know how Baroy uh, a lot of times spoke about how the players are given a lot of autonomy. And mm. it was very apparent in, in this match that like they start out strong, they, they go well. And once um, maybe things get a little bit rougher, they seem to, you know, fall at the seams almost. And everything is a little bit sloppy, too sloppy, um, evidently. And uh, maybe it's, you know, th- th- their mental wasn't fully in- into the game. I, 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 
some points you could see that they were really trying. We'll, we'll uh, get there at the end, mm-hmm. uh, well, but not always. No, I mean, and then Titans, when they go on defense, unlike New York, who could not stop the car from doors open. Yeah. Vancouver did. Vancouver. Um, the spawn again was, was mad. Mm-hmm. He's saying was, was play- doing really crazy on mm-hmm. here. On yeah, they're, they're playing again. Like we had seen them play in that first map, this yeah. sort of top tier team. Him saying was back yeah. for a moment for, for not for a moment, but like there was less than one and a half minutes to go. And they were just like not mm-hmm. giving them anything. In fact, I think if I recall it, New York, had run essentially pushed the got the checkpoint in overtime. Yep, they do. Right. So compare that to Vancouver, who I want to say they had like a buck and a half when they got mm. the the payload there. Like Vancouver's doing everything right until that point, and they start to do everything wrong. Yeah. And I, I to me, the the brig play here isn't the the hero. Because uh, Faith wasn't able to, the fights weren't happening where Faith could contribute outside of yeah, you're right, tossing the 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 health packs, but he's not escorting. He's not he's not contributing beyond just sort of hanging back. Anytime he got into a fight, uh, Kellen would often either knock him down or do enough splash damage to to limit his uh, his versatility. Uh, there was one fight which I think it was when. Vancouver was on, on defense where sugar free and punk went chasing creative in a room and Kellen comes through and deletes them. Like it was like a complete reversal where Vancouver had the first pick. And next thing you know, New York's got two. It just, it, it, they, you're right. Maybe there was a sort of a snap on the, the mental where like they started gripping the mouse a little too tight. <laughs> Becoming a little too aggro. You again, faith not having this, you know, uncomfortability on characters not named Brigida. Hmm. Yeah, Even though he plays Lucio. well as Lucio. Well, but that's the thing is like I feel Lucio provides better value here than Brig. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think you, you you said it at one point. I, I kinda wish they would embrace that uh that just really aggressive push up there, get in their faces kind of play style, right? We know that Orisa is strong right now, and Kellen was playing a really good Orisa for not necessarily this map, but for a lot of this match. Um, and it would be interesting, yeah, if, if they just really embraced the, okay, Punk is going to play Junker Queen, uh, he sangs on legs, um, you know, uh, Faith on Lucio, and just get up in their face and and then Baptiste is really the only one that hangs back and see how that works. But regardless, Vancouver loses now all in all didn't end up being too big of a deal for Vancouver. Uh, Spoiler alert. The only team that was able to knock them off their spot were the San Francisco shock and the shock were not successful in doing so Uh, for New York. This locked their spot in like New York getting this win was huge um, in their, their fight for uh, the final uh, uh, playoff play in spots. Um, but it did present itself questions for what did we just see? Are the Vancouver Titans really that good? Now I want to sort of defer to a few things that Broy has shared afterwards. One where many people, and I would say us included had the Vancouver Titans finishing the season Fifth ain't it. Like they finished fifth in the West. Oh man. 
I haven't even right. Like this is they have a they have a winning record. They um, are apparently the best uh, mixed roster uh, in the West. Yeah, in the West, well, there yeah. aren't any mixed yeah. in the East. <laughs> right. Like so. I think it's important to give credit to the Vancouver Titans. They have been consistent all season long. Yeah. Now, consistently inconsistent at times, mm-hmm. but they they won matches. I mean, this is a team that bought, beat the Boston Uprising when others could not. I mean, the, the funny thing is about this whole Vancouver Titans season, overall, they end 8-8. Eight and eight. Toronto does as well, but Toronto feels like they had a much worse season because they had a whole string of losses, right? They had a whole bunch of matches where they lost and they lost against teams they should have won against. Whereas Vancouver seemed like they were more consistently beating teams that they should beat and, you know, only losing to those few teams that were really above them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you brought up our power rankings sort of there. <laughs> I haven't even looked at these since we made them. And I mean, I had Vancouver in the 14th position. Uh, overall, and of course, we do our rankings combining East and West. Um, Chris, you had them in the same spot. Alex, you're the most optimistic. You had them in 11th. <laughs> you know, it's just, I think, yeah, we, Alex summed things up pretty well when he looked at the roster and said, You brought old Boston Uprising over, and that's the best you could do, right? But then yeah. we got sugar free. <laughs> but I mean, and he sang, he sang made a big difference. The, well, the well, most well, difference, but he was a great addition. <laughs> It's yeah, an annoying thing, though, with with, and it's been a recurring theme with the league that just as you hit, you know, the, the playoffs when it all matters, you get in the freak patch and everything like kind of yeah. flips on its head, <laughs> and a team that used to be bad is suddenly good, and they use a team that used to be good is suddenly bad. But it's the nature of of things, I guess, at this mm-hmm. point, mm-hmm. and yeah. But again. Credit to the Titans. They finished fifth Absolutely. in the West. Absolutely. They have themselves a a sort of quote unquote first round bye in the in the play ins. They actually get to wait right. uh, for a team to win it to play them. Uh, and it puts them in an advantageous spot. But they weren't the only Canadian team in action this weekend. No, the Toronto Defiant uh, were also in action. And they had something equally to prove. Now, for the Toronto Defiant, um, they were in a unique position where movement wasn't a whole lot possible for them. Um, they were pretty much locked in as to where they were going to end up. Um, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it would have been possible for, for Toronto to have uh, dropped down further, but no one I think had really thought that that would happen. Um, I think San Francisco and, was the only team they realistically could have swapped with. And that would have put them well, in seventh instead of sixth. Well, and if they if they had lost, um, they would have actually been put in like to a three way tie with London and New York, and yep. their map differential um, would have actually put them below the Spitfire, but depending on the type of loss. So, I mean, it, I don't know how the tiebreakers would have all worked out, but looking at map diff as one, yeah. Toronto needed needed the win sort of more, but um, they came out against the Washington Justice with the same. Uh, you know, embrace one of the the all damage meta that uh, they have decided they uh, they own. Mm-hmm. They've thrown the defiant uh, sticker on it, trademarked it, and Washington just could do nothing to slow the Toronto. Uh, well, I was going to say tank down, and really the only time Toronto had any issues, which they had one map they had a struggle on, which wasn't the map they lost in my mind. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost. The tank was moving real quick. The problem is the tank kept moving. But the one struggle was something similar to what they had faced against the Titans, and they adapted. Mm-hmm. So things get underway for the Toronto Defiant on Arct- uh, Antarctic Peninsula. And I honestly don't recall Washington anything. playing this match. Well, <laughs> this map. <laughs> I was going to say Alfie. I remember him showing a little up, bit on the Genji the second map. I think they had it was a little bit closer. Yeah, but it was like there there wasn't anything that that the justice could do on not much. Um, like was it Icebreaker or no? Not Icebreaker. <laughs> I still don't remember the names of these maps. Gosh, there's I, like I remember more the points of a flashpoint. I remember those better than than freaking Antarctic Peninsula. Antarctic Peninsula. Yeah, but the you know Sir Majid, uh, the way he plays Alari, it's like having you know a the third DPS out there. Yeah. Like it, it's and he he, I don't I know. It wasn't this map. It was a few later where he goes and lights like three justice on fire actually it might have been eichenwald yeah, yeah and, the map, and, they, they, and then kalush throws the spear and it's like boom 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 mm-hmm. yeah like insta gib fireworks yeah um but yeah i mean toronto comes out and they ultimately tell washington that uh, we're gonna win this you thanks for coming out mm-hmm. and yeah it wasn't until you know alfie on was it sub level or labs or whatever the hell it was Getting a few picks. The, in, the map of the ice. Ju- the justice took the point from Toronto a handful of times, but it felt to me like the Toronto Defiant were like, you can have the point. We'll take your kills. And then just like the Vancouver Titans to the New York Excelsior, we'll take the point back and then we're going to hold on to it a little bit longer. So this takes us to Eichenwald. Toronto comes out on attack. And again, much the same. Most teams put up a good fight at that first arch. Most teams uh, apparently are not the Washington Justice. Toronto walks through. Well, no, let me rephrase that. Runs through. And the next fight is taking place on the point. And Toronto finally goes and gets enough picks. Um, I think uh, they, they were able to stagger a little bit. And at one point, the casters are like, okay, Mir standing in the doorway, Toronto knows he's here. There's no way he's going to recontest. Like Toronto has two full ticks. And all of a sudden, Arissa comes barreling on in and they're like, oh no, why would you do that? But to Washington's credit, they're able to go in and I think they were, they dropped ultraviolet first, but that one, you know, uh, pick was enough to reduce the healing output and Washington was able to sort of recover. The next attack, Toronto comes through and takes mm-hmm. the point back, mm-hmm. right? But, but like, consider the amount of time that Toronto loses. I want to say they lose a minute there. Yeah, yeah. And those right? minutes go way faster in that first point for some reason. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're down to one thirty when they cap, and and it's <clears throat> it feels like it's because of that that moment you just talked about, where uh, on that second push in. They had a clear plan. Toronto knew what they were doing. Kaluj said, I'm pushing in. I will go right. Uh, Hydron, you will flank left and make it happen, right? And they do that, and that's what allows them to cap. Yeah. The 
escort phase starts and Toronto gets through the, the arch or the doors. Um, but Washington starts to just chew clock. Yeah. And essentially their game plan was, uh, Ben Best, uh, or sorry, Mir. No, Ben Best um, isn't. Oh, Mir is on Alari. Yeah, Mir's not, sorry. Ben Best is in. I, I mixed them up because this is the problem is Mir plays everything. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. So not Mir that and came through. Ben Best ben came Best through. Ben Best only plays Diana really well, right? Yeah. Something Mir, like that. Right. I forgot about that. Um, so Ben Best, his role on Orissa is you stand it payload and keep it moving very slow. By the way, heals, you might get some occasion. Like we might <laughs> throw a couple your way. There's health packs, right? Mm-hmm. Like that seemed to be the approach that that Washington was taking. And you had a pack of two DPS and two support doing like crazy flank runs and and making life miserable for a I would say a more cohesively functioning Toronto defiant. But because Toronto was tr- like traveling sort of as a unit, um, they kept going as a unit traveling around with four. Meanwhile, Ben Best is able to sort of slow the payloads progression. And so I feel that they chew, were able to chew clock. They weren't the better team, but it's like, you know, in the meat sports uh, approach of the best way to win a game is not to let the other team score. And that's what it felt like Washington was trying to do. But every time Toronto got an edge, they took it, payload moves. And Washington did much the same when they went in inside. And if you think back that minute that Toronto loses Mm -hmm. comes down to be the difference as to why they don't count. Like Washington was in like full on, you know, bunker mode. Uh, Ben best comes flying out on the Rhine. I think Flora came out on like the bastion or was Alfie on the Bay, but like they were throwing everything out just to, to prevent the, the full three and they were successful uh, Toronto got it real far, yeah. but not as far as they could. If, if Toronto had been able to on their final push, um, you know, they have like a minute left. They have this really awesome team kill. Uh, I, I think uh, uh, Kaluj gets like a three K with, with Arisa's whatever her old's called. Um, they get this really nice team kill. They push into that, into the throne room and they're like in that, you know, final, final stretch. And it's almost like, or it it felt like if they had been able to stagger Washington, they could have taken it all the way, but because they cleaned them up almost too quickly, the whole team was able to regroup and make it back in that final 30 seconds and therefore push Toronto off and push the cart back some even. So roll flip, Toronto's on defense. They go and set up the aggressive, um, you know, amount of damage for the arch. Uh, Washington decides, well, we're not going to be able to brute force our way in. So why don't we do this real crazy uh, DPS support flank and cause Toronto to give up the choke to come and defend the point? They had uh, Flora and Alfie on Echo and Tracer. They had True on the... Um, Carico, uh, Echo does the whole little loop around mm-hmm. to the back. Long flank. Uh, you know, Tracer just goes and blinks all the way through. And then Taru goes running through and um, Shadow steps over. So now you have a sort of a, a three-man flank on either side. Toronto does what they need to. They collapse on the point. And then they proceeded to go chase the Justice players around. They give Washington some some cap here, but to Toronto, 
Toronto's credit, they're not too concerned because all they want to do is to prevent the justice from getting any real value. And Toronto also now has alt economy in their favor. And they proceed to use alt economy uh, with wild abandon. They, they are aggressive. Uh, they go in and travel as a cohesive unit. At one point, uh, they have, you know, three justice players in the small little room by the arch. They push in a crap ton of vaults and they're real successful, except for the fact that Alfie is standing on the point <laughs> capping it. See that? Like, Nair, yeah, there's your, your typical Charlie Niner. And so Toronto is like, oh, the points cap. They get the, the team kill. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. But guess who's now running out of the close spawn doors? Yeah. Right? So Toronto, well, okay, I guess we've given this to them. They're going to, you know, move back a bit. And we start to see it more and more on then the escort phase. Yeah. Where Toronto, in their aggression. They're forgetting allow- about the objective. Yeah, they allow the justice so much real estate. In fact, there's like this crazy flank that Toronto goes on that mm-hmm. ultimately allows Washington to make a to get the progress. second point. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Like they're they're coming through that little doorway with the tr- uh, inside the turret, and the justice is like, yeah, okay. Kalush had to like essentially pop his cooldowns just to get through, and he gets deleted instantly. Yeah, it's it's like you said. Um, this was probably Toronto's worst map because it, I think it showed a weakness in their game plan that the top teams are going to be able to take advantage of. Washington essentially took advantage of it here on this map, but it feels like, you know, you're playing against an Atlanta, a Houston, uh, maybe even a Boston, a Florida. You're not going to be able to get away with that. Honestly, a team like Florida, especially seems to me like they're the type of team that they're just going to be like, Hey, uh, I don't even, I can't even think of who their support players are right now. They're going to be like, Hey, go chill on the cart. We'll take care of the rest. And someone will juggle the way he does and just keep everyone off of that cart. Um, And they'll be going on these crazy flanks to try and make something happen. And yeah, they'll get kills, but the other team will be getting progress. I actually don't feel Eichenwald's there was their worst map. No, I feel even though they win flashpoint, I feel that's the worst map because that shows the big weakness where Toronto is really apprehensive to play with speed. Mm-hmm. They want to play run and gun. Gotcha. And with Eichenwald, you're right. The running gun can be abused, but if Toronto travels in a five person group, yeah, supports go hang out and escort the payload isn't going to last very long mm-hmm. when someone gets trapped and deleted. Like sure. someone is great. But someone isn't going to go 1v5. And, you know, Toronto is too good of a team for any other team to beat them 3-5, right? Like, this is where I feel if Toronto can understand the right time to be aggressive, mm-hmm. yeah, they're true. scary. Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the timing and everything. And maybe maybe they just, you know, underestimate Washington a little bit and were, in theory, you know, playing – I don't, I don't want to say playing down, but playing a strategy against them that said we can be a little more careless when we go on these flanks and things like that. Yeah. So it takes us to Flashpoint. And on Flashpoint, Toronto, just like they did against the Vancouver Titans, come out with their full-on DPS Alari comp, didn't work against the Vancouver Titans, and early against the Washington Justice, didn't work too well either. Um the problem that Toronto has is really comes down to speed while they are able to go and 
take that initial fight, mm-hmm. once they're knocked off, mm-hmm. they lack the speed to capitalize to either re-engage or enable them to have more than one additional fight because the point cap speed is mm-hmm. like three it's times right. faster than control. That and also the fact that like occasionally you see Hydron who, who's normally just running around the map uh, the Genji, the Lucio, they, no, they just like assassinate him. They go out and get well, him. His, his flanks were were next level. Like he's he's quite literally on an entirely different map. He's so far away from his <laughs> yeah. team. He's on New um, Junk City. Yeah, pretty much. Like he's and he's doing like the slow crawl. Like this is the stuff you see in in Me- ladder Metal Gear Solid uh, infiltration. And you know you could tell like Washington knew where he was much of the time and you're right yeah he, he'd get deleted and suddenly it's a 4v5 to toronto's credit they do adapt slightly midway through because washington yes. i want to say had the first two points or they well, like washington had a w- one they do okay then i think washington gets the next two because washington had a winning condition i'm watching it back now and it looks like washington's about to cap the second that's as far as I am. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and so you could tell that Toronto is starting to experience troubles. And this is, this is a difficult place for Toronto to be in because you do not want to give mm-hmm. the justice a second map at this stage, considering they've taken Eichenwald off of you. Cause like you think about where the Vancouver Titans were the day before yeah. and completely yeah. different scenario. Don't want to give a team an edge. Momentum works really interestingly now, especially if you have five map times. So, Toronto doesn't have that luxury of playing King of the Hill twice. <laughs> but Toronto is able to go in and prolong fights. Like at one point they had, I think Sir Majed and, and ultraviolet taking on um, mirror, mm-hmm. like two support versus a, a pretty healthy tank and mirror. He survives just barely and then gets dead within like it gets dead the next second like it this is how like toronto is staggering fights like mm-hmm. no tomorrow against the the justice right. as this map went on and while you could argue well toronto's staggering themselves too yeah maybe but the the stagger wasn't as severe because for them they had control of the point and that tick percentage is just mm-hmm. unbelievably fast and as they started to adapt you know, Hydran wasn't playing too far away. I think at um, one point he and Sir Majed started playing more as a collective unit as opposed mm-hmm. yeah, to Hydran freelancing. And, and that's where the Lucio would really benefit them, right? If if Hydron were running around the map with the Lucio to speed boost him in and out of situations, plus that AOE heal, plus Hydron's own AOE heal, you know, it, things could look a little different, but... But Tor- Toronto wins. So that takes us into uh, Coliseo. And uh, with Coliseo, Washington went with a speed attack with Ryan, Sim, Ganji. Um, did they have Lucio Bap? Yes. Yep. Don yeah. on Lucio. And like they do some crazy, like long flank, which works. Toronto does see it happening, but isn't in a position to really recover. Washington gets a, a pick off of, I think it was ultraviolet. They dropped first mm-hmm. and that allowed for them to go in and escort the, the robot 
and then have Toronto in a position where the bot's moving away from them towards their spawn. But the problem in this uh, rollout was that Ben Best's uh, sole role was hold up your shield, don't die quick. Oh, you dead? And then, because again, Toronto's just pure damage. Yeah. And it took Washington way too long to figure out this isn't going to work. This was a good map for Toronto. This is how Toronto should <laughs> should play push. Yeah. Um, they they got in, this is it was kind of the opposite of the New York uh, Vancouver map, right? In this case, mm-hmm. Toronto gets a good lead at the start. It's not as you know significant as the New York lead. Um, or you mean uh, the uh, Esperanza? Yes, yeah, sorry, Titans. push map. Yeah, 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 that's or yes, that's what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, it uh, it very much felt like uh, Toronto just knew what they were doing. Yeah. Washington had a few moments, um, you know, Alpha Yi, yeah, he's sick. Florida, when he pops up, Flora, not Florida. Florida when he pops mayhem. off, he, uh, <laughs> he, yeah. he causes mayhem. Um, <laughs> but yeah, overall, this was, it was clear, I think, who was winning this this map. Although I would have said it was clear New York was winning that other map. And I mean, they did win, but you know, anyways. So well, how, how good yeah, was so Toronto close. on this map? They just outright ignored Flora and Alpha Yi for the most part. Yeah. Like, yeah. There were fights where they were like, yeah, you guys can just jump around and continue to put damage in the Kaluge or whatever. That's okay. Mm-hmm. They they literally ignored the two two players that were doing everything in their power to try to give Washington a chance here. Mm-hmm. And, and and honestly, they're they're two most impressive players. Alpha Yi yeah. is an incredible player, but unfortunately locked to Washington. Yeah. Uh, did you see uh, Alpha Yi at the uh, end of this match? Did I? Uh, does he not happy? Storm off. If you, if you look at the face yes. cam, it is a player who is. There's a little tilt there, and uh, and you my, know, he did everything he possibly yeah. could um, throughout this match, but this map in particular. But he alone, you know, I, I actually would say his Genji isn't at the same level as someone like Sugar Free, mm-hmm. like Sugar Free also has the benefit of the nano too. So maybe there's some, some value there that Alfie is missing, but at the end there, um, Sir Majid also performs a tactical crouch on someone right at the very end of the map there. <laughs> and then well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the observers do switch off of it. Wait, I thought someone was on the mayhem. And I'm not sure mod, if it on is Flora, Alfie Flora mayhem, not, but it could be. Yeah, no, it was, it was on Alfie. Yeah, there you go. Because Alfie, Alfie was the last one alive gotcha. um, on the, in on that, the that final yeah. sort of that final fight. Um, and uh, yeah, Majed goes and shows him uh, yeah. a little tea. Questionable yep. ult there from Ben Best at the end as well. The Terra Surge was very bad. Well, Didn't get anyone. Yeah. Well, he held on to that Terra Surge forever just to yeah. use it at that point. Oh um, yeah, he's pissed. He sh- he's like so, screaming and got off the. Yeah, he, he pieces out. So Toronto, where does Toronto finish? The middest of mid, eight and eight. Um, <laughs> they are like you look up mid in the dictionary, and there's a picture of the Toronto defined. We apparently, literally but, map differential of zero. <laughs> they, they could not get more mid. Well, this is the thing, though. Like, if you look at the Vancouver Titans season, you would say that's excessive. And as we had sort of discussed for the Toronto Defiant, less so. But going into the postseason, into right. the, the playoffs here, 
the Vancouver Titans are in a position where you're like, their faith needs to figure things out. The Titans just need to embrace something that works. And hey, maybe things will happen. For the Toronto Defiant, they've figured things out. Things are happening. And yes, maybe there are teams that can abuse them that are higher caliber, but where are those teams? Already checking seats for the flight to Toronto. So the Toronto Defiant are in a really unique position going in where I see a pathway for them to also qualify, not book their seats, but at least ensure that they can take the, uh, the TTC to Matinami. Yep. I, I agree. The, the interesting thing or the, the fun hypothetical is uh, doesn't come down to Toronto. I think Toronto placed exactly where they were expected to. Vancouver was the interesting one where we could have potentially had both Canadian teams qualifying if things went a little differently. Um, it would mean someone has to beat Boston, and I don't mean someone from the Florida Mayhem. I mean one of these teams. But regardless, uh, the seating, the, the table is set for some exciting stuff. Well, so... Let's talk about that. We know that the Defiant are playing the winner of the Justice, Justice Excelsior play-in. That is clear. That's on the image that the Overwatch League has tweeted. Oh, out. I know what you're going to say. And then the Spitfire play the Shock, the Defiant mm-hmm. play the winner of the Justice Excelsior. And in my notes, I said that from there, the Uprising play the winner of the Spitfire Shock, and the Titans play the winner of the Defiant Justice Excelsior match. That is the graphic that the Overwatch League has tweeted out. But what's not clear is... If you go to the Overwatch League website and you actually look at their schedule and you look at their brackets there, oh, they no. have not placed the yeah. Uprising or the Titans yet. I know. And there is some questions around whether or not teams are reseeded yeah. after each match. So the only thing that would be clear Never is... Never change, Spitfire Overwatch League. Never change. Spitfire Shock, winner <laughs> of Justice Excelsior Defiant. Yeah. Now, if there is a reseed, there's two possible reseeds. Uh, team with lowest plays the uprising <clears throat> or uprising pick. Yeah. And if the uprising were to pick, pretty confident. And again, I'm going to give it to the Defiant. It doesn't matter who they play. Justice is Excelsior. Defiant win that. I don't see the uprising looking to pick the Defiant. No. I feel you're like the either iteration, Defiant go through to the Titans. Yeah. But then where it starts to get messy is if the uprising don't pick and it is the lowest available seed. I think the shock beat the spitfire, which means the defiant are the lowest seed and they would go up against the uprising. How does that mean defiant are lowest seed? So right now the defiant are below the shock. Mm-hmm. Are they, are they not? No shock is below defiant because they're minus three oh. mapped if. Okay, sorry, then I withdraw all that. So Vancouver <laughs> Defiance locked in no matter how you look at it. I can't imagine the Uprising are picking the Un- Unless Boston picks Defiant, yeah. Which I, the, it, like, and we don't even know they? that they get to pick, right? It's That's, yeah, that's right. the question mark in my mind is, are they doing one of those, hey, you get to pick your opponent things, or is it just seated based on what they have currently laid out? Yeah. Um, I feel the Defiant are in a really, like, like if the Defiant go and they play the Justice Successor and win, Defiant go through. Yeah. Defiant play the Titans. Yeah. I hate to say it for the Vancouver Titans sake, but the Defiant beat them. Yeah. I mean, that's like it. Yeah. Right. So the Defiant have a pathway to get into that, that winner, winner 
match mm-hmm. where the winner goes on. And the only team that could arguably in my mind beat the defiant are the uprising. Yeah. If the shock figure things out, which they have, <laughs> I feel like we've been doing, saying this for years, right? Okay. There's a, there's a problem there, but like, I feel the defiant go through either through winning straight mm-hmm. or winning the, the final loser. Yeah. I it's, give Boston the edge over Toronto right now, but definitely Toronto should beat Vancouver or the Shock. I'm very curious to see what happens if slash when Toronto faces Boston, likely in the actual playoffs. Because, I mean, yeah, record from the season would definitely say Boston beats Toronto, but Toronto just looks so good in this in this meta with this right. comp that they're playing. And I don't know that Boston looks as good with what they're playing. And that's it's gonna be kind of a clash of metas. Who can force who can force the other team to mirror, if you ask me? Sure. Um You say mirror, sure, like you don't believe that. No, no, I no, I agree <laughs> with you, but I don't feel Toronto mirrors. Oh no. You think they're mirror, gonna try and mirror is on the justice, so yes. Right. That too. No, I feel ter- like Toronto, I don't think is going to go and say, fine, we accept that we have to they're play you gonna, at your level. They're going to play their Arisa comp and they're going to try to force it or they're going to lose. Yeah. And gotcha. the only reason Arisa doesn't come out is because uh, we're on, um, uh, what's the hues at Circuit Royale and Sigma. Right. Yeah. And Sigma can be played. I, yeah. Fair enough. I think Boston are actually looked better than before on this. Uh, oh, you think? They just lost, barely lost to the mayhem. Three mm-hmm. two and it was super close. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And you, uh, what we do know is the Toronto Defiant play this uh, weekend on Saturday, three p.m. Pacific, six p.m. Eastern. They play again someone we don't know who, not someone literally, but a team. <laughs> uh, the Vancouver Titans play on Sunday. That's for certain. Whether it's the twelve p.m. Pacific or one thirty p.m. Pacific uh, match, uncertain. And uh, who they're playing, equally uncertain. We know they do play. Both, well, at least the Vancouver Titans, for certain, um, as well as the Van- and Toronto Defiant, are guaranteed to then play the following weekend, which kicks off on the Friday. Again, we'll recap this next week's episode. Uh, and then there's the Saturday and Sunday matches. And uh, only two winners from the West are going to go through to uh, the uh, playoffs to join the other three. And so they're hanging out there. Mm-hmm. We're going to take ourselves here a short break uh, before we dive into the fray. the week that was the uh, dreamers beat pantera poker face beat pop, Rhodes, pop, three pop, poker face pop pop poker face soul dynasty guangzhou charge three one the simpreza gaming beat the shanghai dragons three two and uh, as we already know the, the new york excelsior beat the vancouver titans three two the boston uprising three overwatch the los angeles gladiators and the florida man three overwatch the la valiant on sunday the hangzhou spark three overwatch the dallas fuel poker face Three, two dreamers. 
<laughs> O2 Blast beat the Soul Infernal 3-1, and Soul Dynasty beat San Frisa Game in 3-2. We already know that Defiant beat the Justice 3-1. The Houston Outlaws beat the London Spitfire 3-2. This match was interesting, uh, though in fairness, Houston was kind of trying to hmm. be uh, Houston. Um and the Atlanta Reign beat the San Francisco Shock in an equally uh, uh, close match. Those final two on Sunday were, were were pretty exciting to watch. I did not, um, and I did not think I needed to watch them. Then I saw the scores. <laughs> Uh, what this all means is what's going to happen over the course of this upcoming weekend. Um, so this upcoming weekend's kind of messy because you have uh, what's going on in the East where you have the Hangzhou Spark. They're, they're already going to Toronto, but they still have to play. Um, you've got the Dallas field taking on poker face. You got the soul dynasty taking on the soul infernal and the poker face or sorry, we already talked about that one. I keep get throwing the encore and throws me off. And then on the following day, the Hangzhou spark who are already going playing O2 blast to get to wait to see who they're playing. And the winner of that goes on, except as we know, the fine print seems to lead us to believe that right now it's the Soul Dynasty and or Soul Infernal or Dallas Fuel that get to go. It's ultimately whoever is playing O2 Blast. I don't know. Like, it is such a weird structure for the East. Yeah, as far as I understand, I don't think O2 Blast can go to the Grand Finals, which doesn't make any sense because they should be able to. But I, I don't know. I haven't even, honestly, I don't even pr- try to understand the East this this season because it's gone so off the rails in terms of who wins and who loses and the schedule and, and seating. Yeah. The, um, yeah. So the Hangzhou spark are clinched no matter whether they win or they lose game 10. So actually looking at this, so it's the winner of poker face Dallas fuel that goes and plays the Hangzhou spark. So whomever shows up in game nine goes through as well. What's game nine. Well, no, that mean, how is that even possible? So <laughs> if you look at their brackets, game nine is poker face versus Dallas fuel. The winner of that goes and plays the Hangzhou spark who are clinched. Why are the Hangzhou spark clinched? Because I believe poker face doesn't count. Like they can't go through. So that guarantees the spark, the spot. Because Dallas can't well, either. No, because then when you go over to the, uh, other bracket it's o2 blast who's gone through and currently sits waiting for the dynasty or infernal mm. so i believe because again the fine print said that teams could not qualify for the playoff like the contenders teams could not qualify for the playoffs from the play-ins mm. and so that's why hong Zhao has clinched right ultimately they, be, because of their progression getting there they go through like again i don't know it's so messy yeah Messy. But yeah, they have clinched. That's official. Because if they take that back now, the league's going to be in another world of hurt. Now, Messi, doesn't he actually play for Miami? But like a different league, right? Yes. The totally someone right. does play for, yeah. uh, not Miami, but Florida. That's a good point. Good point. But someone in Messi play. But I, fl- I saw, I swear I saw Florida play alongside Alpha. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pickums. Oh. How'd we do? Well, according to uh, this, I need to log in. doesn't even update for half of the matches anymore. I I mean, yeah, I don't even look at the East now. but No, you can't look at the East. The East, it's it's full bracket. So in the West, I did real well except for one particular match. I did pretty well except for one particular match. I did too, except for one particular match. 
<laughs> so I got I got fifteen points out of the West. I got twelve. Uh wait up. I'm looking at the leaderboards. How much did I get at the West? Uh I got eleven points. So not that great, but everything is green outside of that one particular match. Same. So. Yeah. Same. But uh, right now, uh, in RSP board, Kevin Liu, 180, me at 176, Jordan there at 170, and Omni year in fourth at 152. Woohoo! So, yeah, beyond that, um, we've already sort of talked about the West matches in the previous because of how they impact Vancouver and Toronto. So it is time for us to talk about something else. Uh, It's the uh, MVP awards in the Overwatch League. Uh, Last year, RSP was invited to take part as media. We got to vote uh, for all the Overwatch League awards this season. Uh, I guess the invite got lost in the mail. Or uh, they they were not down with us providing names that were actually in line with the vast majority of others. Um, but uh, that said, that doesn't stop us from talking about uh, who we think is going to win the, win the league MVP. You know what? It just occurred to me. I think I heard, I could be wrong, but I think I heard on another podcast that the only people who got to nominate were like directly in the scene. It was coaches um, and staff and then potentially casters as well. I want to say there was no media votes this year. I could be wrong, but. Oh, okay. If there which, were no which, media votes, then that would it, explain why our it just occurred to me. We were talking, never got sent. Yeah. We were talking about this before we started recording and it just occurred to me. I, I want to say they talked about that on maybe plat chat or something, but yeah. anyways, well, going through the list of names that we as fans could vote for, um, first of all, if you happen to be on a good team, there's a good chance that you were competing against a teammate. So like the Atlanta Rain, for instance, have two players eligible. Uh, or three, three sorry. Uh, the Outlaws have three. The Infernal have two. The Mayhem have two. Like, yes, good teams have great players, but it seems odd that you have to then compete against each other. Regardless, the names that are currently in the mix are Stalker, Lip, Someone, Shoe, Fielder, Zest, Violet, Fearless, Skewed, Merit. And can someone <laughs> beat someone? I think hmm. I think there's one someone who might beat someone, but my vote goes to someone. Uh, mine too. Mine too. Yeah. I, I, it sh- can we agree that like it's probably between someone and Lip? Yeah, that's exactly. What <laughs> and then there's like a tier. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a gap there. No, there's a gap. Those two. Um, the disrespect to skewed and zest. Skewed They're like zest. in the tier right east. after that. Yeah, well, that, but the other problem is the east. Like, how much yeah. do we know of their play? And vote- not only that, they've also been playing against teams that, with with due credit, like O2 Blast have been playing really well, not of the same caliber as the West. Come on, you you dare to dis- disrespect pop 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 poker face pop pop poker face? Uh, apparently, I do. <laughs> but but it is someone. And okay, is there a competition? Maybe I don't feel that there really is. I I, get- I can see how it comes down to two, but. I, it's clear one in my mind. I get the argument that a lot of people are making for Lip. Um, and the argument is essentially that he defined the meta for the first half of the season. Um, if he hadn't been playing Sombra, other teams probably wouldn't have been forced to also try and play, play Sombra. Um, because he was that, you know, that dominant when he was on Sombra. You can't, nobody really matched him. Um, and is that to say that he can only play Sombra? Of course not. But when you have Lip on your team and it is a somber meta, that's what he's going to play. Um, for me personally, it's 
I think it's the value that someone brings to the tank role that is not something we frequently see on the tank role, or especially now that we're in 5v5, not something we've seen from a lot of other players, right? There may be a tank that can play, you know, three, maybe four different characters, but generally speaking, someone has been able to flex onto any tank. Um, he's been able to read situations. And on top of that, just the pure skill that he brings to the role um, kind of outshines uh, what I was going to say someone, but what another player might bring. Yeah. And and I get it that like at some point we need to discuss the fact that like it's not Lip's fault that he's so good at this oh, one no. hero that not. allows him to let's just dominate. Yeah, but um, I don't know if if you have the same type of of support on the mayhem as mm. you get on, you know, the, the rain and right. and just just the nature of of what the mayhem were able to do from from the pro am. Uh, and and even now, I, I kind of feel like they're even better than than the rain at this uh, particular meta, and and I do too. Their resilience and flexibility with whatever comes their way just comes down to someone being able to do what he does like no one else. Um, and I get that lip is kind of like that too. Uh, I, I don't think it's wrong. Uh, either one of them is, is a great choice and definitely yeah. both deserve it. Uh, I just kind of like someone a little bit more. Maybe it's my anti-Sombra uh, bias. I don't know. I, <laughs> I kind of hate that hero. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I think it's, it's in a lot of ways, it feels more common for a damage player to be good at a handful of damage players as opposed sure. to a tank player being as good on the number of tanks that someone is, you know, it's, it's that kind of, I don't know, it's a bit of an apples and oranges comparison, because of course, we're comparing damage to tank, we're comparing completely different roles, which, you know, a whole nother issue is the whole support argument why, you know, there are no supports nominated is except for Violet, I think, oh, no, Violet shoe. Um, skewed. I guess there's a couple, but I don't think they're really in the running. So anyways, yeah. If Shu had his money crew behind him. Shu's money crew. <laughs> so, someone it is. Unless you, our listeners, disagree, let us know in our speed discord, discard.o slash already set pwn. Uh, but uh, before we wind up the show, uh, one other thing is uh, Jordan over here decided to have a little fun at uh, myself and Alex's expense. Uh, and then he wanted to enroll you, our listeners, uh, and uh, maybe those that don't listen but happen to love the game or had loved the game at some point to take part in a survey. I have absolutely no idea what the content of this survey happens to be. If he asked you for your social insurance number or social security number, I apologize if you happen to have provided it to him. Uh, but that said, Jordan, I will throw it over to you. All right. Well, this, uh, this is a good thing to throw it to. This will be my closing for the show. As, as fans of the show may have caught on, I've been throwing some trivia or things like that. Little, little games as my words of wisdom, as I have no wisdom to bring. So, it, for today, wait, is it going to hurt? No. Well, okay. that depends if you win or lose. But <laughs> for today, I'd like to welcome everyone to an episode of Ready, Set, Feud, the trivia show hosted by oh yours truly, Sir Dr. JM here. I'm here with our two contestants today. We have Chris, the light one golden, and Alex, the Final Fantasy, Novikov. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, now, the rules are simple here. We surveyed a number of people from around the Overwatch scene on a number of prompts. 
Each round, I'm going to read you a prompt and ask which answer you think the Overwatch community gave the most. I've narrowed down each prompt to five answers per prompt. If you give a correct answer, the more popular answer gets the more points. So, for example, I might say, name a character from Overwatch. If Chris says Reinhardt, and that's the number one pick, he gets 50 points. If Alex says Genji, and that's the number two pick, he'll net 40 points. And so on and so forth. 30. And how uh, do we get like turns or do we like... Yes, we, we will take turns. Now, each player gets a max of two guesses per round. So uh, you won't be able to clear the board because there are five five selected answers. And whoever's in last place goes first the next round. So whoever has the most points after six rounds wins. Bang. Now, contestants, are you ready? I guess. Yes. Okay. Well, Chris, the light one golden will start as uh, the proprietor of this show. But if this if this goes well, then uh, next week, perhaps we do it again. And uh, Alex, maybe it's your turn after that. So are you ready for your first prompt? Does he get to give his two uh, answers or is it like one? So he'll give one and then you'll get okay. to Yeah, that's, and then that's, we'll, that's fair. We'll back to him. Yeah. Okay. So Chris and Alex, the first first question. Name an Overwatch League player whose name begins with the letter S. Now, to be clear, we're talking player's jersey name, not their legal name, unless it's the same. Current and former players. Chris. Someone. Someone will net you zero points. It is not on the board. Sorry. This this has to be completely oof, oof. wrong. No, oh, here we go. Here we go. It's a tilt. It was on the board, but not in those top five slots. So not enough people chose someone or submitted someone as an answer for it to mark it. Listeners, you disappoint me. (laughs) That's honestly, someone felt like the most obvious one. And I was shocked at how long it took someone to actually put someone as an answer. So anyways, uh, Alex, it's you. Uh, Super. Super is not on the board. Oh, damn. We flip back to Chris. Soman Su. Soman Su will net you 30 That's points. Smart. That was your number three answer. Smart. Alex, final guess. Okay. Sugar free. Sugar free was our number one answer. That'll net you 50. No, points. and now, see, this is the thing is <laughs> now can't... I I know who's been responding. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There will be clear trends that you will. You kind of led me to the to this, Chris. So there, there. Yeah, are, sorry, there are some curveballs here. That's for sure. Uh, I so stood. Number, on, I stood on the shoulders of giants here. So, so your number one answer was sugar free, as you know. Your number two answer, sure four. Number three, Soman Sue. Wow. Number four, Sparkle. Number five, Sabi Obi. Whoa! There, there were some, some strange ones here. There were some. That's strange more ones. than super. Interesting. Yes, Super was on the list, but not as high. So that means that uh, Chris is in last place. So Chris, you get to answer first again. Round two, name an Overwatch League team featuring the color black as a part of their color scheme. San Francisco. San Francisco will net you 20 points. Alex? Toronto Defiant. Toronto Defiant was our number one answer. That'll net you 50 (laughs) points. Alex, the, the two number one answers so far. Chris, we flip back to you. Name oh, an yeah. Overwatch League team featuring the color black as a part of their colors. Soul Dynasty. 
Soul Dynasty will net you 40 points. That's our number two answer. Go ahead, Alex, your final guess. Houston Outlaws. Houston Outlaws will net you 30 points. That's the number three. So you guys almost swept that one. I mean, you can't sweep it. So you got as close as you could. Number one was Toronto. Number two was Seoul Dynasty. Number three was Houston Outlaws. Number four, San Francisco Shock. Number five might surprise you, the Vancouver Titans. Black? Yep. Well, yeah, it's the, the, the current. I guess. Because <laughs> we, we're used to the blue and the white, but the current one's black and the other one's. Yeah, but yeah. the official logo thing. I would have said blue, green, and white if I had to choose. Yeah. But anyways. All right. So that means, let me check the point totals here. Uh, Chris is currently in last place with 90 points. Mm-hmm. Alex is in the lead with 130 points. So Chris, for round three, start us off again. Name an Overwatch League rivalry between two teams. Example would be Edmonton versus Vancouver, Gallup. San Francisco, Vancouver, San Francisco. That'll net you 30 points. That was your number three answer. Alex, an Overwatch League rivalry between two teams. Wow. Um, Vancouver Titans versus Toronto defined. That'll net you 40 points. That was your number Ooh. two answer. Chris, Ooh, I know. You. Houston, Dallas. Houston, Dallas. Chris, finally pulling out the big guns. That's your number one answer. I was debating between the two. And Alex, your final guess. Oh, I get to get another one. Yep. We are currently tied. Of course, if Alex gets this, he will take the Mm -hmm. lead, but we're tied. It's a tough one. Name an Overwatch League rivalry between two teams. There has to be a time limit on here. I, I was, was going to say, buzzer. don't don't make me pull out the Jeopardy music here. Shanghai Dragons versus Dallas Fuel. Unfortunately, that is a miss. Oh, no. So, was, was Toronto Boston on the list? Uh, Toronto Boston was not. I'll, hmm. I can share some of the, the favorite answers afterwards uh, if, if we feel like it. But uh, the number four answer was the two LA teams, LAV versus LAG. The final slot went to the Seoul Dynasty versus Shanghai Dragons. So I thought you might get it there, Alex, but not quite. Uh, So that means we are currently tied up. So I think Chris has started most of these rounds. So let's let Alex start one. We'll go for which Overwatch League team has the best logo. Alex, you go ahead. Wow. And now I'm debating if it's a colorway thing or... uh... I, w- I won't say anything. I won't give any hints. I'll Hit the bell. Say... Hit the bell. Let's do Houston Outlaws. Houston Outlaws? That's the number one answer. Oh, I got it. Alex, starting off big. Go ahead, Chris. Which Overwatch League team has the best logo? Florida Mayhem. Florida Mayhem. Not on the list. Oh. Wow. Go ahead, Alex. We flip back to you. Mm, sh- Shanghai Dragons. Shanghai Dragons. That'll net you 40 points. Now, Ooh. in this particular category, we actually had a tie. So we do have two 40-point answers. I'm going to say Titans. 
Titans was your other 40 point answer. Job. <laughs> Great yeah. job, Chris. So I went, I went with color is why I went with Florida. <clears throat> Fair enough. That my, the Miami vice style has been pretty popular. McDonald's yeah, style was more memeable. McDonald's. Style. Florida is, is, is my pick. That's for sure. All right. We move into round five. Uh, and currently in the lead is Alex with 260. Chris, you are at 210. So it's still a very winnable game. Oh, yeah. Now, round five, name an Overwatch hero who would ride a snowboard. Lucio. Damn it. Lucio is your number <clears throat> one answer. Great job. Great job. Go ahead, Alex. Name an Overwatch hero who would ride a snowboard. Uh, Sojourn. Sojourn is your number five answer. That'll net you ah. 10 points. You, Chris. Oh. She's too recent, I guess. <laughs> uh, May. Oh, May. man. May will net <laughs> you 20 about. points. That's your number four answer. Wow. Okay. okay. Alex, you Damn. have a chance here. Chris is currently in the lead. Damn it. Who would that be? A snowboard. How come May is so low? <laughs> Try, I'm trying to like think how the, well, the well, people it's, but how do the people think do the people thinking like the heroes like are they thinking the relatable you know exactly, backstory and the exactly. lore i have i have a comment to make once you've made your your choice alex <clears throat> based on what what you're thinking chris sort of based on that anyways because i have another hero in mind but the problem is the lore doesn't make it work right fair enough fair enough all right alex we need an answer i'll say genji I don't know. Genji is not on the board. Chris, you wow. have taken the lead by 10 points. Woo! You currently have 280. Alex has 270. Now, so I was going to say Baptiste. That was the one that felt oh, to me a like a snowboard. Well, I think he has a skin, doesn't he? Bap Nurse, hold on. Baptiste is your number two answer. So that would have been a good one, Chris. Yes. Yeah, the reason I didn't go there was just because it's like, well, there's no, no backstory meta. Yeah. Now, the funny thing is my personal pick for this one was Zarya because Zarya literally has a skin oh, called snowboarder and her, her, her gun is a big old snowboard. So one mm. person did call that out when they submitted their answer. They said Zarya and in brackets, she literally has a skin called snowboard. And I was yeah. like, yes, you and me, that person on the same page. Was that the only person that said Zarya? No, uh, Zarya was your number three did. answer actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How so many are left questions? This is the final question. We are on to round six points right. are doubled here. Okay. Oh, and I get to start, right? And yeah, Alex gets, gets to start. Oh, I, I was, uh, I, I meant to sandbag this. Uh... This one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Vancouver. This one, this one might be a little, a uh, little bit of an easier question. Which Overwatch League team will win the 2023 grand finals? Plan of rain. Atlanta is your number two answer. That'll be ah, 80 points. Chris. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Houston Outlaws. Houston Outlaws will net you sixty points. That's your number three answer. So the number ah, one answer is still available. I win. It's Alex, the Florida Mayhem. That's yeah. the number one answer. That'll net you one hundred points. Chris, would you like to make a wager for the number four or five, even though you cannot win? Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> say the Toronto Defiant. Toronto Defiant, your number four answer. That'll really? net you forty oh, points. I. Uh, the reason I went with Houston is like Florida just seems too easy. It's got a, I got a, 
I got to go big or go home. Yeah, I know. I was debating between Atlanta and Florida. No. Yeah. Chris, you, you, you unfortunately came in second place with 380 points and Alex wins it with 450 points. Great job, everyone. Thank you for attending the first episode (laughs) of Ready, Set, Feud. Your check is in the mail. Yes. Yes. All checks happen to be. Uh, So we are at the end of our show. It's been a long one. We'll be back again next week uh, with a better idea of what's actually happening in the postseason, because at least we'll have a weekend. That's wishful thinking. In the the (laughs) books. Uh, But uh, in the meantime, make sure you follow us on whatever social media platforms we have an account on at Ready, Set, Pwn. Uh, You can join Discord, discord.io slash Ready, Set, Pwn. And you can go to our broken website, readysetpwn.com. But uh, what final words of wisdom uh, do you all have uh, for our listeners this week? Uh, Alex? This just in. Sugar-free is indeed better than Light Force at the Overwatch video game. That was very breaking true. news. Breaking news. Yeah, yeah very breaking. <laughs> Jordan? Uh, the one thing I'll call out is that I'm pretty sure I know who submitted this, but one person, when naming a rivalry in the Overwatch League... Submitted Punk versus every tank Boston signed to replace him. <laughs> I, I think I know who that answer was from, uh, but I, I won't name them. But uh, if you if you know I Punk like and his history, you'll probably have a good idea who submitted that. Back to school is today, or this week. I mean, it varies. And in fact, for some of you who might be outside of Canada, maybe it's actually already been happening for a while. Um, but uh, what's the ruler of the class? Or, or sorry. Blew that joke. Good thing I have uh, a second one. <laughs> What's the cling in the classroom? A ruler. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let me find one here. Um, I need to find one. Uh, Do you want me to fill time? Uh, no, no. Here, here, okay, okay. here. Uh, what makes a cyclops such an effective teacher? Think about one eye. He sees all. He only has one pupil. I only have one pupil. Ah, I was on the right track. That's you a were. good one. You were. Yeah. No, I blew my joke. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, we are at the end. If you made it to this point, congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. Thanks for listening each and every week. We will be back next week again. So on behalf of Jordan Atzer, Dr. Jam, the host of the One Man Watchpoint Podcast, Alex Omni Strife, and myself, Chris Atlight Force, catchphrase. Catchphrase.